Hey, everybody. Welcome to Rough Stuff, the podcast where we invite comedians and our friends on to tell embarrassing stories about our childhoods. I'm your co-host, Bridget Greenberg, and uh, I don't know. <laughs> I had one. I had one and I lost it. I lost it. I lost it entirely. Oh, it's okay. man. Um, it, it's, it's escaped from my brain. Um, this is why we just, rehearse. You know, uh, do, uh, yeah, I should think of one. I was like, let's just skip it. I don't need one. I've done let's enough. Just, let's just but... keep all of this, too, I think. This is embarrassing. Uh, I'm Bridget Greenberg, and I, I don't... I'm unprepared for my own podcast. She's never listened to an episode. <laughs> never once. Uh, it's... I can't. I can't listen to <laughs> this. Well... It's, it's, it's my voice. Well, that's, that's my co-host. Co-host... Okay. You, you take over. You, you're better. Okay, I'm Sarah Griffith. <laughs> and cool. my embarrassing fact that I prepared before the episode started uh, is that when I was a little kid, I used to just like eat random food off the floor. Ew. Yeah. <laughs> just random what you found? Well, uh, that's horrifying, uh, <laughs> but better than I am still, so I don't know why I'm judging. Uh <laughs> Uh, and with us is, uh, you know him from his work at uh, College Humor, uh, it's Willie Muse. And I'm going to put Hello. him on the spot after I told him to be prepared for a thing that I myself <laughs> was not prepared for. <laughs> oh, man. Um, okay. Well, I used to... You you gave me an example of what kind of embarrassing thing to think of, and that just made me remember like flooding back mm. how uh, aggressively I used to do the macarena Ooh. at every bar mitzvah I was ever at, in like a way where I was like really proud of it, you- <laughs> um, and now am horrified by the by the mere fact that I would like make sure that I got like pulled up on stage by For- doing the macarena every time I went to how- a bar mitzvah. <laughs> how do you how-, how do you do the macarena better than other people? Like how- this is my question. Yeah. I think you just get really into it. I was younger at the time of the Macarena's uh, heyday, so I think that uh, like DJs were a little more prone to being being nice to me. And if you just kind of put your whole heart and soul into doing the Macarena, you'll get. Are you like eventually. violently putting your hands out, violently crossing them over? Probably. I think just the fact that I I think you know I think in the Macarena. There's like one or two rounds where everyone's joined in, and then after a certain people point, you kind of get bored with yeah. it, and then people fall. I think you got to stay through till the end. <laughs> Don't yeah. lose your spirit. Uh, put everything you have into doing the macarena, and then you can get noticed and uh, talk about it in an embarrassing moments. <laughs> Great years later. Great. Were, Good were job. You, did you did you throw just as much effort uh, years later when the macarena was replaced with um, God? What uh, the slide? Keep it shuffle left. No, not oh, keep uh, the cha cha slide. Uh, of course, the cha cha slide. slide. Yeah. Okay. Uh, at that point, my coordination had started to give, <clears throat> and so I wasn't able to. I wasn't able to compete in that, and also I had developed shame. Mm. So oh. uh, dancing in front of everyone. What's that was like? Not, developing um, shame. Oh, it's it's awful. Okay. Yeah. It's 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 one day I'll get there. Consuming. I think. I I've well yeah I don't think you will I I know you well enough I have I have a ton of shame it haunts me it's how I live my I honestly think if I didn't have it I might shrivel up and die I don't know who I'd be as a person if I wasn't just a shame filled monster Bridget that's who you'd be (laughs) yeah yeah I kind of thought like maybe it would be a nice life if I wasn't like constantly mortified by myself and my own actions but uh you know I'm looking at Sarah Griffith and grass isn't that greener (laughs) <laughs> yeah uh, that to me like not not having like i i envy you but it's also like i can't possibly like comprehend what your brain is like it's just yeah. so different from mine if you're not like fully just thinking about everything <laughs> you you're ashamed of at all times here's the thing it's okay if you don't have shame but you do have to have self-awareness i think yes. that is critical and self-awareness oftentimes mm-hmm. lends itself to shame yeah, I'm That's Brene fair. Brown. You know what? <laughs> this is that, my uh, podcast. 
know what? That's that's such a good uh, knowing you. This is this is me therapizing my co-host. So uh, bear with us. That's such a good. That's why I can stand being around you because you're self-aware and be like, hey, uh, honestly, you're saving me a lot of money because it was either go to therapy this week or have you talk this out on this show. So thank uh, you. Yeah, me be like. Yeah, because Sarah will go off and like I've seen her just like we talked about Harry Potter and then she did a full scene by herself, like a, 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 a three person scene. And then like I we just turned around and we're like, hey, Sarah, you have to stop. And she was like, yeah, yeah, you're right. And that was cool. <laughs> OK, I was the, the doing the Harry Potter. Yeah, at the, least the, drunk. <laughs> the doing the Harry Potter scene part wasn't cool, but it was cool that we were like, hey, shut up now. And you're like, yeah, you're absolutely right. Fair. I should shut up now. Yeah, when, pe- when people tell me to shut the fuck up, it's like, you know what? I get it. You're right. I should. <laughs> I will. I'll just stop. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but, but, Willie, now that, uh, yeah, I've, I've, thoroughly blasted sarah and a little bit myself let's let's uh let's dive into your uh childhood shame oh fine yeah okay um what like just describe what you were like as a a child like or as like your your peak you know awkward phase Oh, that's see, that's those are those are two different. These are different. Yeah, I Mm. I might still be in my peak awkward phase as far as far as I know. Um, so like as a child, if if that macarena story Mm -hmm. had uh no other indicate, I was a very loud Mm. child. Mm. I was a very like I was a very no shame child. I liked attention. I would do whatever I could do to get it. I figured out when I was young that like I could understand human emotions through like making people laugh right. so i was like okay there we go um and then um so then i would be very very uh outgoing and like everyone i just assume everyone's my friend mm-hmm. and then somewhere along the line i realized that not everyone was my friend and not everyone was loving everything that i mm. did so i kind of became like like the very hyperactive uh, loud fat boy that I had been was sort of like trapped in a very like shame filled uh, uh, shy person mm. who wasn't sure who was like always trying to be loud yeah. but never sure if he was like allowed to be loud so it was just like a weird mishmash of that um, and then that sort of leads into high school um, but that that was that sort of the the two stages of me um, when I was when I was a child. Uh, are are very loud and then very quiet, but wanting. To yeah, it sounds yeah. like you overcorrected. Yeah, I think so. I think that my therapist would agree with you. <laughs> that's what uh, that's, that's what rough stuff is truly all about. It's about yeah, it's Sarah and I playing therapist and giving uh, not medical advice to people, but saying buzzwords and putting them into context that makes sense. Yeah. Well, you guys took my insurance, so it, it out, <laughs> oh, because we're, well, yeah. we're going to steal your identity. Sorry, that has nothing to do. With that's, yeah, I just, yeah, just you know that, taxes. That's, that's for you, other I things. I hope you do more with it than I did. So. <laughs> um, sure. that makes sense. I feel like I I went through like I I think I can pinpoint like I I went through that evolution where I was like, oh, I'm funny. Let me be the the most joke in whatever I could be. And then I realized it was one year at a summer camp. I was on the plane back from the, the, the next year to go back the next year. And it was like on the plane on the way to Maine uh, to go uh-huh. to summer camp. I was like, oh, wait. And like just having flashbacks, I was like, oh, wait, everyone hated me. And I didn't mm. like I, I had no realization until I got there. And then I became very like, all right, I'm going to just like tone it down. Wow, you have a memory of the first time you ever experienced social anxiety. Um, that couldn't have been the first time. I mean, <laughs> I think I have one of those too. Yeah. I, I, I like. I remember so in my, um, in there was like a contest at my school every year to do like saint pat like you could wear green on saint patrick's day and then like the more green you were you could win a prize and so one year i just like 
was like, I'm going to go to like Party City the night before, get everything green that they have. And then like they called me up on stage being like, you won. Like I didn't even win the main prize, but I like walked around all day in the most ridiculous like green robe, like sparkly hair. And then I just remember like standing in front of people and like everyone staring at me and being like, oh, I should be embarrassed right now yeah. and just like terrified. Yeah. And then I think that that was like, I, I developed like anxiety that, I don't even know if it's anxiety, but certainly like, oh, yeah, I had a realization. When, yeah, yeah when, like, it, it, it's, when it comes to you, not even after the fact, because that, that's like another beast when like you realize after the fact, but during the fact, when you're already in the middle yeah. of the thing and there's no backing out now and you're like, I, I've uh, had that experience on yeah. several occasions where like literally <laughs> what you just said, that moment of recognizing like I should be embarrassed by this. And, yeah. and now I am actually yeah. now, now that I've realized that I am actually. Right. And there's nothing you can do. <laughs> oh, it's no. not like you haven't. It's not that you've moved past the moment. It's that you're still in the moment and there's you're stuck. You're like, well, we're going to have to play this out because I can't. Ugh. You you could. Yeah. You, I mean, you can't double down and you can't do less at that point so you just gotta ride it out and that is yeah you have to commit uh, you you always have to commit you can't just bail because that is embarrassing committing is at least respectable bailing that is truly embarrassing oh i'm a bailer i bail (laughs) i'm a i'm a big time i'm bridget sized cartoon hole in the wall like leaving in a a situation (laughs) i bail hard uh, i I picture i picture you in a cloak and you like put the cloak above your head and you like disappear like a full magic trick like you completely vanish no it's more of an awkward like i uh i got uh i'm gonna go uh Right. Uh. <laughs> your papers are falling everywhere. You're yeah. picking up your glasses. A yeah. coffee just spilled. Yeah, you become a full cartoon character and like just like I uh, it's just bad. I'm gonna I'm gonna leave. Uh, I'm so sorry, everyone. Uh, uh, but yeah, is there? Uh, I mean, certainly there there seems like a couple. But like, is there is there a moment that uh, that sticks out to you? <laughs> It's okay. Well, it's so weird. And I, like, I'm, I'm like, re- I'm like, right, even in the moment being like, should I even use the one that I like pick? Because I, I like thinking about this, I, I've realized, like, thinking about what I was going to talk about, mm-hmm. I realized like, either I don't, I'm like, so constantly embarrassed that like, the like, funny, embarrassing thing like washes over me. Mm-hmm. Or I'm like, so like, or I take it the other way. It's just like deep shame. So I like, I felt like I couldn't think of like funny ones. I was just like, and I was just like sitting there just being like, should I tell like the most shameful thing about my life? Or or should I like, <laughs> come up with like, and like, I was like thinking as like, I almost stole my brother's because my brother has a very good, oh, like, ooh. embarrassing, funny story that I was I was like witness to. And I was like, should I pass it off as my own and then like come back on the podcast and then like, tell about my real embarrassing story which is is like passing off my brother's embarrassing fact um, <laughs> that a deep con <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah long yeah. game i love it. Wow. it yeah um but but I, so like like and then like the first one i thought about was um in it was like and i don't i don't even know if this is gonna like make any sense but like it was when i was at cross country camp mm. and there was this really nice guy in cross country camp but like so there was like bunks like friend groups would like sort of like pick cabins and then there was like the like there's like the really like straight boy cabin mm. that was like like really loud and kind of ran yeah, things the frat and then house. there was my cabin yeah which was um not that it was more it was more uh, uh quiet listening to the hairspray soundtrack uh kind of stuff it, yeah. and um I was like we were with them all week and like it was friendly like our, our my school was pretty friendly but um like we were easily annoyed and uh, they were do like we were easily annoyed by them because we had been with them all week mm-hmm. and we weren't really used to it. And like there was this one guy who was also named Willie um, and he uh, it was like the nicest kid in the world. But he was like with that group. Right. And he and um, one day they were kind of like going around to everyone being like, um, do you want like we're going to order pizza? And we're going to charge like, like $2 a slice. And it's going to be like a money making scheme. And like, everyone's going to get in. And they were like asking everyone. And so Willie comes knocking on our cabin door and like, I open it and I had heard them like asking for money all day. Mm. And so I just like, no one wants your stupid pizza. Go away. Please leave us alone. And then he meekly pulls out 
and he he's like he pulls out what was my cell phone and is like you you, you left this on the bus I, I was bringing it back oh. to you <laughs> and he handed it to me and like I was just like oh I'm an at like I'm an asshole yeah <laughs> And, and he was like he truly the nicest kid in the world yeah. and like like even even like among a group of like friends that like annoyed me was never annoying right. or no, yeah. I was just like I was, it was it was one of those moments where it's kind of like okay I'm gonna take the reins I'm gonna right. say what everyone's thinking I'm gonna be like the hero of my cabin and I'm just gonna chew them out and like tell them what they need to hear yeah. and he was doing a nice thing for me that I mm. uh <sighs> Yeah, I, uh, that's something that I, I feel like we, we come across a lot is like when you accidentally bully because you're yeah. like, I got to stand up for myself or I got to like make an impression. And then you just right. you're being an asshole instead of like doing the thing you thought you were going to do. I truly think so. Like, I definitely have really bad social anxiety. And I think it is in part just because every time that I've tried to step out of that box, yeah. it's like, oh, no, I'm bad at it. Like, I'm just mm. genuinely bad at, like, not being terrified <laughs> of everyone. So yeah. I, like, I it's, like, a learned behavior where I'm just, like, I think this is just best for everyone that I have a social, like, like introvert mess right. type I, of a person. I also feel like, and maybe this is something we also talked about, that, like, it adapts into your personality. Like, if you're an awkward kid growing up, um, you either are maybe not full of shame enough to like move past that, or you just internalize and be like, "Well, I'm awkward, and now that's my personality, so I'm just gonna like learn how to integrate this in a way that uh, works for me now as an adult." I think it's definitely like I feel like everyone's personality is kind of is like a like kind of like a puzzle piece. Yeah, oh. and like one one side is like your childhood that like it's like you're sort of like the reflection of your childhood. Like two sides of your parents. Like there's like a friend side or something, and it's just kind of like every everything. Like every time I go to therapy, every time I'm just like, oh, this is like a direct reflection right. of this, and it's like it's like almost so it's like disappointingly simple yeah. every time. Yeah, isn't it? Though? We're just like, oh, I should have known that. Yeah. Like, and, and then and then you go and you're just like, oh. Oh no, that was obvious. Like I, I, I'm acting like this way because yeah. like my dad acted this way, and yeah. like it's like it's yeah, and <laughs> it's so disappointing. I'm like, oh, so like every experience I had fucked me up, every single one. Yeah, uh, even ones that I thought were nice somehow have reflected in why I'm a anxious, sweaty mess all the time. It's it's almost yeah. It's like I feel like. I would have gotten a lot further along in like my own self development if I wasn't like every every time I think about like what would have been the, like the big defining moments of my life I'm like always picturing like a movie or like some like huge like dramatic thing and it's like oh no it's because remember that one time you like forgot your backpack one day and you like had to like call home and get it and like you like didn't get the phone right away so now you're really anxious about like missing phone calls or whatever yeah, and it's yeah. Like, oh okay it's just it's just it's all like the butterfly effect <laughs> the thing about therapy but... is that there's obviously no shame in going to therapy if anything the opposite i think it's awesome i think it's very respectful um it is a little bit embarrassing though because you're just paying someone to say things that actually are obvious but they're only obvious after they've said it out loud right like yeah it's like, oh my god, yeah, duh. Um, okay, I'm glad I pay you <laughs> to tell me shit that is like, yes, I should, I should know this. Yeah, no, like therapy life hack, and this is probably terrible to say, <laughs> but I felt like I've I got better at therapy when like there was a period where I kept like not like I treat it like like I'm a kid at school almost and like. I kind of know the answers he's looking for okay. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, I feel like I, I avoided giving those answers for a while. Cause it's like, Oh, those are too simple. He doesn't want to hear yeah. that. Like, I don't want to yes. waste his time with that. But like, he's literally just like fishing for like 
say this and then we can progress to the next round of our conversation. And yeah, because like, they're guiding it's, you it's to much, it's much a much breakthrough. streamlined version. Yeah, they're like they're yeah. guiding you. So they are prompting you to say certain things, but it's like it's not a trick question. They just they're trying to help you understand. But it feels like it. Every goddamn time it, feel, it, it does feels feel like a trap. It does feel like a trap. Yeah. I'm there like, was, no, uh, that, well, I, I saw this thing online that was like, yes, I've made my therapist laugh. I'm winning therapy. It's like that. <laughs> I totally feel the same way. Yeah. Oh, they're, they're the toughest audience you can get. They do not find you oh, as, seriously. they don't find you charming like everybody, like I've been able to fool everybody else into thinking I'm charming. Have you, have you ever been no. told, have either of you ever been told like, you don't have to be funny right now? Oh no! Oh, okay, just I, me. I, uh, I, I I wish I was told. Uh, I oh sorry. No no go ahead. <laughs> no go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say this last week. Uh, my therapist told me he has trouble understanding what I mean when I talk a lot of the time. So that was <laughs> my <laughs> that was my oh. <laughs> where he like he like I think and I think that like he like well you forget that they're people as well so like I I go into therapy being like oh he's like completely in control of the situation he knows exactly what's right. going on and like I realized like I was like he was just basically just trying to figure out a nice way to be like yeah you've been rambling in a lot of our sessions and I don't know what you're saying a lot of oh the my time. god <laughs> and, like, that's I I have a hard time uh not asking the ther- how they are like <laughs> yes. I, go, okay. yes. I, I I awful I don't I can't an hour of just me like I I'm so used to being like and how are you and what's going on with you it's yeah. so weird I every time I say he says how are you I say I'm good how are you and then I'm like shit should I have said that yeah. am I like am I like being too personal does he think I'm gonna like start stalking him or something yeah and then <laughs> then the next week I'll say I won't say it and I'll be like, why didn't I? I'm such an asshole. Like, I should, I should, I should ask him about his day. <laughs> yeah. How's I, your family? My version of that is, um, I make this statement a lot. A lot of like, you know, this I've been feeling, but I'm sure like everyone probably feels a little bit of that right now. Like, I try to make it like a general, like, come on, you know, what I'm talking about. Get in this conversation oh, yeah. with me. I always like, do like you're paying them to listen. Like, literally, this is their job. I. I like constantly am privilege checking myself in therapy, like a good, like a good white woke white woman being like, "Well, it wasn't that bad. Like it was still like pretty fine." And they're like, "Well, no, it like had an effect on you." And I was like, "No, but like in the grand, like no one hit me, you know?" Yeah, right. Like it's like you know, it's like it's I, I'm feeling this way, but I guess like I do still have my job and I have my benefits and stuff. And it's like <laughs> this is not like it's literally like the one place on earth where you have carte blanche to just like bitch and moan and just like express literally how you're feeling with zero shame attached and yet we as human beings are, are so socialized to to be that way and apologetic all the time that even when we are physically yeah. paying a professional who has been to school for a long time and this is their this is their life it's still like oh but you know I mean have you been feeling that way too like no that's not the fucking point <laughs> The I yeah I do that too like my I feel like my version of that is like I will I will have my problem in my head and then just be I'll say it like well I mean this is obviously silly like this is obviously silly yeah. like I'll like talk about it like oh I know I should be like past this problem and then I won't actually talk about the problem enough because I'm just like well obviously my feelings were weren't valid there so I'm not like we we don't even talk about it yeah. but like I'll like bring it up and it'll be like just just like talk about what you want to talk about like I I like he's he I, I definitely feel like and this might be in my head but I definitely feel like I annoy my therapist a lot of times <laughs> where I feel like, in your head <laughs> where, where I feel just like I'm just like okay like I want to tell him like you can talk like you like you know like I want him to be like I you know you can talk to me like anything that I'm like anything you feel about me like feel free to tell me because I am like I'm here for you this is a two-way street um and uh he's just kind of he's very he's very quiet yeah as therapists I think are want to do yeah and um I I am terrified of it every time because I just like I said like I think I think one of the things that I broke through in therapy is I think one of the reasons that I am into like comedy and making people laugh is just because I have no idea how to read people otherwise. Mm, And I think like somewhere earlier, I was just like, okay, laugh means good. Good. Yeah. Like that's like kind of the, it's the same reason why I just got a cat 
and it's a I did not expect myself to love having a cat but mm. like having a cat is great because like if you pet them they'll start purring and then you'll know you've like you're like treating them good and then if you don't want it they'll just like attack you right and like be like go away and it's like it is the easiest thing in yeah. the world to read and I just I'm just like so much of my life is just me being like I have no idea how to read a human like, yeah a human being that's in my presence and just trying to figure out like what yeah that a, yeah a laugh is that. a very like easy like oh yeah I'm accepted great yes yeah you you liked what I said that's good otherwise I have no idea but now I I'm very curious because it seemed like you had a couple of things and I don't know if you still want to like blow up your brother's spot uh, yeah, I am curious uh, about tell how my, you were going to... I'll tell my brother's story. Uh, I have two brothers, so you don't know which one it is. Okay. Um, <laughs> but they will know. Uh, they will know. Yeah. And, like, uh, I'm, I'm happy. it's my favorite story in the world. And it's, <laughs> like, it shouldn't be. Because it's, like, okay, so... Funny start to a story. Uh, my uncle died of brain cancer. And oh. uh, <laughs> it was a... Oh, my God, Billy, that's it was so funny. <laughs> a very... I right okay yeah. it just gets better from there um but it was like a very very long drawn out like process mm. and like he was young I was I was going to school nearby him so a lot of I would drive in to see him a lot mm. and sort of like it was like and like a, a huge huge Irish family a lot of people there and he was young huge impact on his community the most crowded funeral I've ever wow. seen top five saddest days of my life, mm. if not the saddest. Um, and so, like like I said, like a lot of people were really, like, touched by him. Like, the funeral was a lot of, like, trying to work as many people as could be in as possible. Right. And one of the things that they decided to do was, for the readings, uh, he had a lot of godchildren. Um, and they were... I, I'm one of... <laughs> I'm one of 36 cousins. So, oh, wow. like, there's a lot of... <laughs> A lot, one of 36 cousins, a lot of kids in my family, a lot of them share the same name because Irish people are not uh, creative when it comes to <laughs> sure. naming. So it's like everyone is Robert. Everyone, I think I was the only William for a very long time, but eventually I got dethroned. Uh, <laughs> but um, so my brother, who is older than me um, by like six years, so he probably would have been like, he, I mean, he would have, he was a comfortable adult mm. at the time that this happened. Uh, he shares a name with uh, the youngest cousin of all of us, who was like eleven at the mm. time. And so the funeral, uh, the for the funeral, uh, they said, and now for a reading from his godchildren. And I don't think they said godchildren. I said now for some readings by blah 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 blah. And then they said my brother's name. So without thinking, <laughs> my brother stood up walked down towards the pulpit in front of like the most crowded funeral I've ever seen in my life and then got there realized that they were talking about the younger oh. child who obviously had been asked to read a, a thing a thing in front of everyone and just happened to share the same name as my brother and so he had to do a walk of shame oh. down oh. this like horribly tragic funeral in front of everyone and me and my brothers are cracking up the entire time <laughs> and my mom is there cracking up and uh my aunt who was the widow also cracking up oh. like, she was, like everyone in their family was just like that was the funniest thing that has ever happened i will bring it up anytime that i can it was just like it was one of those moments where it's just like oh we all needed to laugh right, right. now and then like yeah. the funniest most embarrassed thing thing happened to my brother who just like who like after the fact we're just like what did you yeah. thought that they were just gonna like surprise you with a reading? Like you didn't think to be like, sh he, no question. He just got up, started walking. That was my What very... was his plan when he got to the stage? I don't know. <laughs> the like the joke we said is that like we're so we're excited that he was not named uh, after the guy who did the eulogy because like that would have been <laughs> he, he a... got yeah, up there just. Freestyled a just eulogy. Got up there, had to wing it. <laughs> but it is, it is. I mean, there is nothing funnier than than watching someone do a walk of shame. Yeah, just like watching someone just like not sure what to do, knowing like I need to just get out of here right now. And um, yeah, I really, I really enjoyed it, and it, it was, it was, 
I wouldn't say it was worth it, but it, it was definitely a highlight of this tragic funeral that I, I went Honestly, to. Honestly, I, um, I think funerals are actually pretty ripe with comedy because you're right. Like, people are looking to laugh. People are looking for, like, something else to think about and put their attention to. So your brother gave yeah. everybody a gift that day. Yeah. Oh, it was, yes. It, no, it, and it definitely is. Like, it, you, that. I mean, that is when you, like... By the same token of me, like not of like me being able to like kind of gauge people's like self yeah. by getting them to laugh. It's like, it's like you realize like more and more when you get it's like, oh, there is a reason. Like, I feel like you get into like comedy at like before you actually understand yeah. why comedy actually has like a purpose to it. Right. Like, why mm-hmm. it, like you get in. Like, I feel like a lot of times it's like I, I'm getting in because this is sort of like where I feel like I kind of belong Mm -hmm. and then like I feel like a lot of me growing older is just kind of like realizing more and more like okay no I'm not the like biggest asshole in the world for wanting to be in comedy I'm not like there's a purpose behind it there's like an actual and like and like seeing it like being in a moment where it's like oh people do need to laugh right now you realize it's like oh there is a reason why we are like why like laughter is it's catharsis why yeah seriously it's and it's like it's it's like I I don't know that we would have been able to like like I I, I feel like I blocked out a lot of that day <laughs> like yeah. I feel like like I I I feel like I feel like I mean especially at funerals it feels kind of like you're you're at a moment where it's just like everyone feels like they're on the same playing mm-hmm. field like every like you kind of just know everyone is thinking the same thing everyone is kind of there for the same reason and then like when you add like kind of when you're there when you're kind of all in like that like gallows humor mode mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. it's the the humor is like the funniest thing in the world to you because it's like it's like i i need this right and, like also just like like you kind it kind of like another feeling of like nothing else to lose right like, no, truly like, like there yeah it, it's like it laughter can only be good right now yeah like laughter is like yeah and i feel like i, I brought that story up a bunch of times and I feel like everyone because just because I like to embarrass my brother <laughs> yeah. um but every, every time I do it everyone always has their own version yeah it. yeah it may this is not a funeral story but I and I don't know why this made me think maybe it's just because like brother in a uh r- religious setting but it was my um my brother's bar mitzvah and uh part during your bar mitzvah at some point you have to carry the torah around mm. and like everyone and you walk around the aisles and everyone like kisses the torah um and uh when you do that the torah is so it's not just a scroll they put it in like a night they dress it up uh nice uh <laughs> it's a. Uh, it's. I think we've posted a picture of me holding this Torah I'm talking yes. about on the site. And like, so it's like, there's like this big sleeve on it and then there's a crown on it. It's strange when you say it like that, but yeah, the, it has like jewelry on it. Um, and it's very, very heavy and you're 13 and not that strong. And uh, I remember at my brother's bar mitzvah, I mean, also, if you look at the picture on our Instagram of me holding this tour, you can see I'm supporting it with, like, the full weight of my body. You, it's not only your two hands are holding it, but you also have a prop on hip. your hip. It's, yeah. it's my hip. It, it's, you are using three of your limbs to hold yeah, the Torah. It, it's it's at that point it is the same weight as you are as a, as a, as a skinny 13 like a lanky skinny 13 year old yeah. it is the, you weigh the same as that thing uh and uh i just remember so they're they're handing my brother the torah and he's looking at uh, where my family's sitting in the front and he has this look of panic in his eyes um and I couldn't tell. And he kept like signaling what it seemed like to me. But I was like, he can't be signaling to me. How can I help? Uh, <laughs> I'm your younger sister. I'm less strong than you are. Yeah. And uh, uh, he kind of like, and I didn't get it. And then finally he was like, Bridget. <laughs> and I realized uh, he needed my, they like, I was supposed to help him. So I just like took the crown of the Torah off <laughs> to kind of lighten the load. And I had to just like follow him around the temple <laughs> while all these like old people were like kissing the Torah. 
uh, with their with their uh, their sidors, their Bibles, I guess. Uh, <laughs> just like holding the crown behind him, walking around like I I'm helping. As I just saw him like that panic. Sounds, like, that sounds adorable. Yeah, it was it was a true Greenberg moment of like this. And also, if you drop the Torah, I think you can't like eat for 40 days while the sun is up uh, or something. Damn. <laughs> there's some there's some like weird thing. There are stakes. Yeah, there are stakes. Yeah, it's really bad if you drop it. Uh, I think everyone who witnesses it drops like can't eat either. I maybe I'm wrong, uh, but like. It's it's like a big deal if you drop it. I mean, for of course, everyone. it sounds like you know something you wouldn't want to do. I just didn't realize it had such a consequence attached to yeah, it. Instead of just exactly, well, the that's sheer the- humiliation of dropping this religious right. text that is sacred. Yeah, and it's also like it's there. The scroll itself seems like it's ancient. Like even if it's not, even if it was like a that new Torah. It's still it's a scroll on two pieces of wood and like this weird paper. Like you're like this will certainly turn into dust if anything happens to it. Oh, uh, yeah, I have such yeah. bad no, I have such bad dropping too. things anxiety. You've literally just yeah. made my palm sweaty. Yeah, I yeah, and I have like sweaty, shaky hands that can't hold anything. <laughs> so it's like, well, now I can't. Like I was holding onto that thing for dear life. I was like, I now I can't be the one. I almost let him drop it. <laughs> But I do feel like I feel like it's almost like um, when you're a kid too, like big moments like that, like a bar mitzvah or like a birthday, feels so much like bigger. Yes. Yeah. To, like, like the, it, it's not. It's not like like I think that's why I I, I hate birthdays now. Yeah. And I think it's I thought you said Earth Days. Kid, <laughs> no, I love Earth Days. I love Earth Sacred. Days. Uh, favorite day of the year. <laughs> Um, but no, uh, like, I, th- I think it's like after, I think when I was a kid, I just kept like feeling such like, 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 like a weight on my shoulders yeah. every time it was, there was like an event. Like I liked Christmas because I sort of could fade into the background and do what right. everyone else was doing. But every, every like birthday or like graduation or, or what I, I was graduating all the time when I was a kid, uh, but, um, <laughs> Every single time that there was like an event like that, I hated it, and I still hate it to this day, just because it feels like such like 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 that like all eyes are yeah. on you, and like you're gonna like drop something, and it's going to stick with you for the rest of your life, and like especially with birthdays, I just feel like the idea of having a birthday party that's my birthday party. Every time I've tried it, I'm just like, I am doing nothing but worrying about other people having fun <laughs> yes. now, and like yes. feeling like I need to I need to be there like. Are, are you okay? Like, this is a reflection on me. Like, I hope you're <laughs> yeah. all having fun. And like, it's, it's always just like awful. I'm just like, I would, I would rather go to dinner with the people that I already see all the time right. and be done with it. Like, uh, I think nice. annually each and every one of us as human beings experience peak embarrassment. And it is the moment where everybody, it doesn't matter if it's at a party, if it's your office, wherever you are, it's the moment where everybody is singing the birthday song to you, oh. and you just have to stand there and take it's it. A, it's the worst moment in the world. It, yeah. I, I've switched it up. I make my friends sing the chorus of All Star by Smash Mouth, because yes. I think that's a little bit more fun and a little bit more like, yeah, Aww. we're all in this together. Because yeah. the birthday song, and like the tempo of the birthday song can be like a fucking funeral march. It could be a total yeah. dirge, depending on who's singing it. And then like my co when I, my coworkers do it to me, like... Ugh, they just don't have the right pitch. Like they're all on different notes. Like it's not <laughs> bad. And you just have to sit there and like, what do you do? Conduct the horrible right. mangled There's choir no... of people singing. You're just supposed to sit there and like smile and nod in acknowledgement as everyone's happy birthday. Like a me. Yeah, like there's no seconds. good reaction. There's no good reaction at all. Like, if it's a birthday song or even, uh, like, someone is singing a ballad directly to you, there's just no good reaction to uh, being sung to. If anybody got on stage and was like, I'm going to dedicate this song to Sarah, I would be out. I would fly yeah. out of Awful. there. I-, I would stand up and oh say, my- no, and leave. Leave. There is nothing that upsets me more than like in like a rom-com or something where like someone has their significant other like sing a song to them and it's like treated as the most romantic thing in the world because every time I see it I'm just like 
I, I would have to end the relationship yeah. right there. I could never look at you the same way. I, I respect you as an artist, I'm sure, but like I just, I just, I just don't need you singing a song to me personally yeah. for me. I, I, I'm, I'm not. A part it of also, it. um, so not to brag, but that's happened to me. Uh, <laughs> oh no. Um, and it was the worst moment of my life. Uh, <laughs> and now I can't listen to. Um, uh, which is a weird song, Everlong by the Foo Fighters, the acoustic version oh, anymore. Jesus. Um, it wasn't even sung like, yeah, it was uh, the worst. It was obviously, and this is where most of my, it was obviously a summer camp thing. Yeah. Uh, okay. And um, the my, my summer love uh, was uh, gonna sing that song at the campfire and we were like hanging out at night. And he was like, I'm gonna Oof. sing this. And like started playing, and it was just like me and him in an empty gymnasium, and he was like singing the song at me, and I was like, I gotta go. I, I definitely got it. I gotta go. <laughs> I do think there is like an X Y axis we can create here, where like actually the more people who are in the audience with you, the less embarrassing it is because yes, then you can you kind can of deflect. blend in. Yeah, yeah you, you can, can deflect. Like, yeah, who's Sarah? This is so nice. Right. I, I mean, thank God. <laughs> you know, is, this is great. Like if like if this was like a concert and there was like two hundred fifty people there, that would feel a little bit better because again, no one has to know it's me. But if it's right. like. Like right. one on one. It oh. wasn't even like he wasn't singing that song to me or like he was singing it at me. He was like, I'm going to sing yeah. this song. Obviously, I didn't I didn't write it. It's not about you. It's not for you. But like, listen to me play and sing this song. Even that was this awful. What is that song even about? I I, I know the song yeah. and I couldn't even I, tell yeah. you like what. The, I don't know it's what about the context meeting was. a teenage girl at summer camp. And- <laughs> okay, of course. <laughs> and uh yeah, that very intense crush. Yeah, Pitchfork, uh, I think, gave it a perfect 10, actually. It's oh, yeah, that that version yeah. uh, in particular. Uh, the one that was unplugged. saying to me... Summer camp on a, unplugged. Yeah, on a... My, yeah. oh, I was gonna say, my boyfriend told me a story of... He was at his ex's friend's party, and I, I shouldn't be stealing a story, but whatever. And it, and, like, up the ante. So this girl, it was, like, a very, like, well-to-do girl who like rented out like this like speakeasy for her boyfriend Ooh. and like midway through apparently she she stopped the the thing to be like I'm gonna give you my gift now <gasps> and she sat as everyone watched her do a, a jazz dance <gasps> for her boyfriend which like I could not imagine a worse present first of all like even <laughs> from someone I love more than anything I uh- it is and all I can think is like, imagine having the confidence of that woman to be like, you know what? You know what people need to see right now? Me dancing for my boyfriend. Oh, jazz dancing. Jazz dancing, of, too. Of like, I, I thought that story was like she did a burlesque routine, which is still embarrassing, yeah. but at least like thematic. Uh, yeah. Like, it would be something like you'd think, okay, maybe the boyfriend does enjoy this. But no, I don't think anyone want- is like clanging <laughs> for jazz dance, especially. Oh, my God. She fully. I can't. Yeah. Am- that was yeah. I, well, I can't. Oh, sorry. No, we keep doing. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that she did the Megan Draper in Mad Men. If you guys, are, she zooby zooby zooed. Uh-huh. Which Jesus, I just put my jaw back on its hinges from that. That is so appalling. It's... And I think now, Bridget, for your birthday, I'm just gonna sit in front of you and do a monologue. <laughs> <laughs> be like Bridget, this this answer for you. Yeah, I guess anybody who has any kind of creative skill whatsoever can just do that and be like, it's for you. It's not for me to yeah. get all this attention and notoriety for what I'm doing. It's it's for you, obviously. Because yeah. <laughs> who wouldn't fucking love that? Jesus, that that hurts yeah. me. It, My soul, I feel hollow also, inside oh, now that I know that's happened. Yeah. It, I, I, like again, I, I was not a part of it in any way, but it's like a story I was. No, I feel like I was, like, I was there. I, I need to carry it with yeah, me. Yeah, no, I know the, so, I know like, the feeling. This it. very well. Like I could see what she was wearing. <laughs> it's also it, it, it made me think. It's like it's ironic now thinking as I am on a embarrassing moments pod uh, podcast that like the best embarrassing moments probably don't even register as embarrassing moments to people. Oh like, yeah, like the it's it's like she that woman did not have an ounce of embarrassment. That was probably like wow. a highlight of no, her life. No, she probably still like looks and it's like, Are they still together? No. 
I I have no idea who these people are. Like I truly oh, am just you like you need to do some I research just, and then follow up with us. I, I, I need do. I need to see like their wedding <laughs> yeah. photos and shit. I I'm sure she did a dance there too. <laughs> I was uh, say. <laughs> uh, yeah, they. they they don't. I think uh, <laughs> why this podcast works well with comedians is because we will have those moments and we'll put ourselves out there and then we're self-aware or full of shame enough to then contemplate them and be like, that's embarrassing. But I think yeah. the majority of people will just be like, no, nah, I did that. And that was pretty cool. Or maybe someone Can will I tell ask- them that was weird. <laughs> like maybe their friends will. I don't know her relationship with her friends, but like certainly I would imagine that my friends would uh, razz me. If I did a dance. Have have you guys doing this, have you gotten, like, more prone to embarrassment? Less prone to embarrassment? Like, like, does it, like, anything? Nothing. Has it, like, affected you in Uh, any way? No, it's all all the same. I've I've made peace with some of my more shameful moments. Yeah. I've... I haven't like woke up in a sweat thinking about like why did I do that when I was twelve or whatever. Uh, this, yeah, so this, sh- okay. this show and truthfully, like all podcasts, because all podcasts are hosted by people who are awkward and embarrassing and funny, um, has helped me like better soothe my anxiety embarrassments because like genuinely every fucking person every single day is so embarrassed to exist and be perceived yeah. and engage in these social interactions i actually just read this great jezebel piece that says like give it seven seconds like if you want to think about a a time that you were socially anxious or like you fucked up someone's name seven seconds is the most time you can ever donate like how much time you can donate to that moment because otherwise you're just going to beat yourself up over a small interaction that literally every single person every single day fucks up like yeah every single person is bad at interacting with people like you can't help it because we're also not like in a bad way but we're so concerned about ourselves yeah and like not looking like fools ourselves that like everyone's playing this game and so everyone is bad at interacting with each other and it's it's fine. It's embarrassing. Like the embarrassment still happens, but it's like I can go to sleep at night knowing like, well, I'm not the first person in the world to embarrass myself in this way right. and I won't be the last. Yeah, I think also and I, I'm kind of stealing this from it's not even a bit. It's just I saw Sarah Silverman perform once and she like said something where she was like, oh, I read this awful or like saw, I, I don't even remember what the context was. And she's like, I just had to tell you guys that because I didn't want to be alone with it anymore. And yeah. I think about that all that we're like, yeah, when you're embarrassed, it creates such like a nervous energy that is so palpable that it's like alienating too, right? And why we like doing this podcast is like I like to think it out. Like it just gives uh you a place to put that. Um, yeah. Well, I-, I will say that just thinking about this podcast, like thinking of trying to like get prepared for it, and just realizing like. Oh, all like, cause like I, I like sit in embarrassment constantly, mm-hmm. but then like actually trying to like sit down and like think about like, how are you going to explain your embarrassment <laughs> to someone else? Right. It's so much harder. Like it's so much like to step, like when I actually like stepped out like this, I was like, okay, either it is shame. It is just like deep shame and I'm not going to touch it. Or it is like not that embarrassing. Like you can't, like you like you can't make a story out of that. Like you can't, right. make, and like it's almost like that. And then it kind of like becomes a lot less strong. Yeah, feeling at least for the moment. Yeah. I don't know. I yeah. mean, this is this is all like twenty four hours ago. So like I can see. <laughs> I don't know. But you guys may have may have helped yeah. me very much trying to think of like yeah how to like process my embarrassment because like it's usually a lot smaller than yeah I think uh, you yeah sometimes it's small like there like. there are in what like like the story with your brother and stuff <laughs> like there are just some <laughs> moments where you're like. Yes. This was an insane thing I did, and I truly don't know what I was thinking, uh, or why I did it, or what came over me. But somewhere in my like prepubescent or like puberty brain, I decided to do something bonkers uh, yeah. with no explanation, and uh, yeah. those stories are the best. <laughs> yeah, we're just like I can't like when yeah when someone's just like why'd you do that and you're like honestly no clue my body my brain left my body and uh i just it something animalistic took over that made yeah. no sense and, and you know what if you don't have a a ton of those moments in your life i don't think you're really living yeah you yeah. got to go out there and make an no. ass of yourself every now and then i think in a tasteful yeah. way i mean as tasteful as it possibly can be but you know 
You gotta, you gotta be a you gotta do it. I, I will. uh, I remember. I mean, it was February of 2020 before uh, in the in the book four times, but I remember go. I I went to a wedding back home where like a bunch, and I saw a bunch of uh, kids I went to high school with, and uh, they were like, they didn't seem to go through an awkward phase, at least from my very awkward like phase. I may I don't know what they're going through internally, but like. They were cool and they were pretty and they knew how to do their hair and dress themselves. I mean, it was the early 2000s, so who really knew how to dress themselves? True. But by the guidelines of the time, knew how to dress themselves and what to do with their like, with their beings. And a lot of pink fur. Yeah, which I am always baffled at those people. And then I went to this wedding and I was like talking with them and I was catching up with them and I was like, "Oh, you're you're a boring person. You, That's it. <laughs> you, That's it. Yeah, I was just like, you You have nothing uh, exciting to say because everything's been going pretty fine. Uh, uh, you're not wrecked with uh, anything. You have nothing. Like, you're just like, yeah, I went to law school and I got a law degree and now I'm in an office and uh, I'm getting engaged. And I'm like, oh, well, the great. we have nothing... That's great. I'm I'm happy for you. That they're living went in fine. they're living in a Norman Rockwell, and I'm living in a Salvador Dali, baby. My yeah. fucking world is twisted, <laughs> bitch. I don't even think I I I think I'm more of a Jackson Pollock. Just <laughs> just shit everywhere <laughs> with no rhyme or reason. But yeah, that's what I mean. Also, yeah. What what is fun about this podcast is that like everyone almost everyone has like yeah i was i did the stupid thing or i was like embarrassed and it like kicks up i think that's why like sarah and i still can do this and have stories because it just kicks up like so much shit like you're just like oh yeah i was an idiot too in so many ways i haven't even realized but i was very very dumb yeah yeah well i think i think also i mean it's it's i feel like so much of my life has been giving everyone else much more benefit of the doubt than I give myself and then and then slowly realizing that like oh I just shouldn't do that but like but then kind of like not really knowing how to (laughs) I'm not gonna change navigate like like there's a lot of stuff where it's just like I know I should I should like treat myself better than that I should (laughs) I should do all but like not really knowing what to do like never having like the like the like tools to like actually follow right. through with what I, I know I should be doing. But yeah, I mean, I think everyone is a horrible mess of a human yes. being at the end of the day. Uh, the And the worst ones are the ones who don't seem like it because they either don't know it or right. they are yeah. hiding that's, it. And that's the part that uh, deserves to be celebrated when you can just be like, yeah, I'm I, I'm a dummy uh, and I'm just trying to do my best. And uh, yeah. so are we yeah. all. And uh, that's, that's kind of, yeah, it's only the worst kind of people don't realize that they're a dummy. Exactly. Uh, uh, but yeah, that's also the like what we were talking about earlier. I feel like the disappointing part almost about therapy is that like they tell you like, oh yeah, that's obvious. That's where that came from. Well, I'm glad I know that. <laughs> like literally, one time I was talking to my therapist about how I just just get so exhausted when I get off work, and it's like I don't have any energy, and I like my dishes are piling up. I need to do my laundry. Like I don't. Like, I, I order food delivered a lot because I don't have energy to cook. Like, I was going through this whole thing of, like, I just don't know why I get so tired at the end of the day. And my therapist was like, well, is it maybe because you're tired because you just worked an entire day? And I was like, mm, maybe, maybe it's that. Maybe it's, like, literally after working a nine-hour day, you might just be, like, regular tired. And maybe you deserve to have, like, a break where you just sit down and don't do anything for an hour. Like... Oh, genius. I should no. I should look into that sometime. Now, you might be onto it's something so there, true. mister. It, I, I literally avoided therapy for the longest time yeah. because I was so terrified of, of, like, I don't want to go in one day and have, like, this big breakthrough where I'm a completely changed person and come <laughs> out. And, like, I don't want to, like, I, yeah. discover, like, this, like, because, I mean, like, I was genuinely, like, worried about, like, repressed memories yeah. or, yeah. like, any sort of, like... Thing where I'm just like I become a different person I was like I and now it's just like so like gradual and boring and I'm just like okay now I want to like completely be it like I, I'm like yeah waiting for my like moment of just like I need to change now I need like I have I have I have things to right. do yeah I, I was perfect. I was like ready for them to tell me how to be a different person and I'm just kind of yeah. just more I was like oh no you're just telling me why I am that person 
well yeah. fuck yeah. <laughs> Get, getting back into because i i did like some psychiatry because i was diagnosed with like what they said mild add when i was a teen yeah no i just full-blown have adhd baby why even try to disguise it and so i literally went into therapy thinking like they're gonna diagnose me with clinical depression they're gonna say that like i'm manic like yeah. i thought like i something must be wrong with me like so, there must be some kind of neurodivergence in me or something that is making me this way and then like literally the first day of therapy I was like oh I remembered I have ADD this is actually I just remembered <laughs> now that I I actually have that already is... been I've already di- yeah. done this and, and my therapist like some like the experience of like learning more about ADHD has been me being like oh yeah I guess like I kind of sort of get it and then like getting to the end of a session being like oh I'm riddled with this shit huh this is like my whole life is is impacted by this singular thing. Like, I guess that's why I go I'm to with a doctor. You. No, I'm, I, I, I literally just made a video, uh, like, where I talk about this. And America's Sex Top Model. It's a weird video, <laughs> but it's... Um, it makes sense to me. It's, uh, okay. Um, but it, you don't, I, especially growing up with ADD, you never are told sort of anything other than like how it affects you in school exactly or how, like exactly and it's so and like and I didn't even realize it until so I tried to wean off of my of my meds uh during a pandemic because I was like I'm trying to make myself all less anxious and like they do make me are anxious. you concerted so dude or like, are you a Vyvanse bro Vyvanse okay all right all right I'm, uh, I'm a I mean, certain girl them, but <laughs> Okay, I, I've been on a Concerta. I, I've been, on, I've been. Uh, one of them was. I think that one is it. Black and orange. Is that Concerta? My Concerta is. I don't know white, why, I would... but I normally crush it up and snort it. So I'm not sure what color. It is. Okay, perfect, perfect. <laughs> no, but I, I, I went off my, I went off my, my Vivance, and I was like, why am I feeling worse than <laughs> I did before? And then I went, I went back on and it was just like, it was like, I've still all of my terrible yeah. stuff, but like, at least like my brain is like the, the, the thing I, the analogy I use in my videos, it was like, my brain was a deli and like before like having my ADHD medicine, it was like kind of someone installing one of those, like take a paper number yes. type things. And like, it's just like, it was a little more order and it was a little more, it was a little more manageable. And like, I feel like mm. a lot of like, I like never would have thought in a million years that like, like in hindsight, I don't know why I wouldn't have thought it, but I never would have thought that like always having your brain moving at a million miles an hour is not going to affect you mentally. somehow. <laughs> no, <literally>. And, <laughs> but like, it does and like and you're just like and i guess it's just because like you don't really think about it other than like for school because well, like honestly one of, one of the hallmark symptoms of adhd is that like you're forgetful and so like literally forgetting that i have adhd is like that's... quintessential like that's the diagnosis oh man i'm i am still i it, it is insane i i i have not known where my keys were since like june and like I, I guess I don't need to <laughs> as much anymore. But like I, I literally I tried to buy. I bought one of those tile things mm. to try oh, and yeah. know where they were. And then I ended up somehow like I like lost them. And I like lived. They were somehow on the Jersey Turnpike. This is when I lived in in New York. But like I lost. I was just like, okay, I'm. I'm just. I'll, I'm never gonna have keys. If I if I try to like fix something, I'm just going yeah. to lose them because this is just part of. Part of your charm, my bo- let's my say. belongings are <laughs> beings of their own mind, and they will come into my life when I least expect them. Truly, that's because there's no object permanence. It's not like I'm going to put something down and be like, "Well, this is where this thing is forever." <laughs> Wait. Oh man. Do you? Oh god. Do you as do you as someone with ADHD ever lose something so thoroughly that you think ghosts are haunting you for yes! a minute? <laughs> No, I am convinced. I am convinced. I am convinced. First of all, I lost my water bottle somewhere in all of the laundry that I said I was going to do this weekend, but of course didn't. Um, but literally when I was in middle school, I lo- I've always loved cameras. I've always had like a point and shoot or some kind of camera. I have like a camera collection now. I love it. I lost the charger, which this is like quintessential. I lost the charger to one camera for three months it was gone uh-huh. in a way that I literally thought I must have left it at school and someone must have picked it up because it's gone. And I remember this is so this is <laughs> okay. So 
I'm a Methodist. I was a part of a, a youth group. We are known as Christian light. Other Christian denominations are like, you guys are barely Christian. And maybe just from like knowing who I am as a person, you know that I'm not like uber religious. Like I have a very secular, like smart relationship with my, okay, whatever. Um, I literally prayed to God. I prayed to God. I was like, please help me find my charger. Please. I need, I need my charger. Like I like, please just help me find my charger. And I looked in a place I had looked before and there was my charger. And I literally told my mom, I think a miracle has truly happened. (laughs) And I am convinced to this day, I am convinced to this day, God was like, you know what? Tough enough you have ADHD. Let me throw you one this time. Let me help you. Let me help. Sarah and I have all always... As I have always joked that we have opposite mental illnesses because I am a I'm a, I'm Lexapro hive. I am a deeply uh-huh. anxious uh, wreck. And you guys just talking about not knowing where your things are—that is my nightmare. I have to like I have tabs on all my things, and if if like I am uncertain of like where where is that one thing that like where is that piece of paper I held on to? Like I it, it will freak me out for days. That I have like lost a receipt, uh, and uh, I no, I just have yeah, to trust no, it will it will arrive. I am not truly living in a studio it, apartment has actually really been helpful for this because it's like, well, I know it didn't go far. It's somewhere yeah. in this two hundred square foot single room that I live and in. Yet every time you're just like impressed with yourself by how you manage to find a new place to to like lose it, where you're just like, I don't have any space. Why am I losing oh my God. stuff? And I will find just... things in locations where it's like, I don't know why this lipstick was in the back of my fridge, but kudos, Sarah. You've really you, oh God. you've done you guys, it again, bitch. You guys are stressed no. if I am like slightly <laughs> uncertain of where one thing is, I will not sleep that night until I find it. I have woken oh, up. Oh. I, I've been I in bed all the time we can't live together <laughs> I mean, like, no way yeah i just is i just, after a certain point you just kind of assume but I, i'm like my my boy like i would say the most things we fight about are just me losing stuff me and my boyfriend <laughs> are, are just literally just like he'll be like where are your keys and i'll be like why does it bug you that i don't know where my keys are and he's like because you need to have your key like you need yeah. to have them and i'm like I don't. I don't know where they are. They're somewhere. They exist. They didn't like stop existing. I'll find them when I need no, to. When I, I they will need say, me to find to them. To my credit, no offense, Willie, but I'm pretty good about keys oh. because my mommy installed a little key hook on my door, <laughs> and if it is not there, it's nowhere, bitch. In the pandemic, um, I've actually have been putting my mask on inside my apartment before I walk out the door because and and putting my masks on my key hook. I think other people have been doing this too. Um, because literally, if it's not on when I walk out of the door, I probably will just forget to put it on entirely and not like for any malicious anti-science reason, but simply because, uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, there's so many times that I've done where I'm like halfway down the hallway and I'm like, I feel more comfortable than I should be. What's yeah, my chin like, is oh, cold and my nose yeah. isn't warmed by my own breath. What's going on? I've done that with glasses or contacts, I'll say. I've gotten like I I've gotten into my car, pulled out of my drive because like everything I'm near I can't see far at all. And that distance Mm -hmm. is encroaching of what far means. Now it's like a foot away is far. Uh, but like everything I do in the morning is like A muscle memory or B like pretty close to my face. Uh and it's not until and like I'm not really looking far out, walking down to my car, and I will fully like pull out of my garage, look down the street, and be like, "Oh, I can't see anything," and like have to like pull over and redo my whole thing. To I've gotten very far. I will admit, I did kind of sort of lose my car keys the other day. I got into my car, I turned the car on, and then I looked in my purse for my car keys, and I was like, "Fuck!" I just had them in my hands. Yeah, they were in the ignition because the car was fucking on. Ooh. Like I fully like I, turned the car on and then le- like my hand left my keys and I was like, where are my car keys? Fuck. In high school once I was, so we could leave at, we could leave during the, like for our free period, but you had to be back by lunch and I was running late. I, and of course I, driven off of, <laughs> I was, yeah, I was driving, driving off, running late for lunch. I, I parked my car first place I can get. And and then I just run to to 
to to lunch and then I come back and find that my car door wide open. I did not close the door. Keys in the ignition, gas on, running. Wow. With oh, a man. sign that says steal <laughs> I me. Just, yeah, I don't know how it didn't get <laughs> stolen. And I just was just like, it, it was literally, I think people were just like, oh, someone must be nearby for this to be right. like this blatant. But it was a full hour of lunch. And I, 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 I and I, I just like, yeah. I think I just sort of turned it off, closed my door, and didn't tell anyone for years because I was just like I, I got I got over the I got I survived this, but I, I, I shouldn't have. And, <laughs> yeah, uh, that's, yeah, that's embarrassing. Well, I mean, thank you so much for doing this therapy session. Yeah, this for has us, been good. We, we, Yeah, <laughs> thank you. Uh, yeah, this has uh, been so much fun. Glad to have you on. Yeah. Uh, tell Thank tell everybody uh, where they can find you and your work and what you're up to. Um, yeah, so right now uh, you can check me out. I think it's just my name, Willie Muse, uh, on YouTube. Mm-hmm. I'm making videos. Uh, you'll find a graveyard of, of many past uh, failed attempts at making <laughs> videos, but um, whatever the newest ones are, I'm trying to... Mostly me knitting while having an existential crisis Great. and yeah. talking about top model a lot of the time because that's a really good oh, show. Yeah, so good. But um, if you can find it in any way that that makes sense together and that sounds like a video you'd want to watch, yeah, check it out. Willie Muse. Awesome. I'm so bad at plugging myself, Oh, it, it's it's there. awful. That's why uh, I'll, I'll say you can find me on Twitter at Bridget Tweets and then I'll uh, throw to Sarah, who's very good at promoting things. Uh, and why <laughs> she's my partner for life. Wow. Thank you, Bridget. Yeah. Uh, I am on Twitter at SK underscore Griffith. I do want to plug, though, I do um, some voiceover work for this Instagram ac- account called ADHD Couple. Mm. Since this is relevant to literally what we've Ooh. been talking about. Um, and we've posted two animated videos so far. The most recent one is um, people who have ADHD wrote in saying, like, this is what I wish people understood about ADHD. So um, check that video out. It's very informative. Cool. If you have ADHD, it's very validating. It's very, like, yes, me, 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 me. Um, <laughs> so that's good. And then uh, back to promoting this show, though, uh, we are on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. It's all at Rough Stuff Pod. Um, I'm going to be trying to post a little bit more content on our IG, so take a look at us there. And then, of course, we are on Patreon through the Small Beans Network, great to be a part of it if you love the content and you have like three dollars lying around that you're like i would love to support this financially do it baby we love we love it we got patreon exclusive content that kicked us ass um if you can't afford to support small beans right now you can do it for free by dropping us a hot five-star review on (laughs) itunes and just go in there and be like dude rough stuff fucking rules this is the greatest podcast of all time um we appreciate it thank you yeah yeah uh well, yeah all the all those things follow everybody and 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 hit all it, yeah mm-hmm. hit all the buttons and uh we'll see you on the next one bye bye